The following is a hockey podcast out of Vancouver and Surrey, British Columbia. It'll only consist of a lot of puck talk and even more BS, or in actual words, banter and satire. Enjoy and as always, go Canucks go. Where's the happy music, man? Are you serious? That happened to us? We got to see that? 8-1 against the Oilers? Are you serious? A, a solo episode with Kyle? No. Uh, we got Begsy coming up in 20 minutes, and we got to talk about, again, that ass kicking. Can I say that? Am I allowed to say that in the intro? The ass kicking that we gave the Oilers on opening night. You're watching and listening to Locked On Canucks. Enjoy the show. Your Locked On Canucks, your daily podcast on the Vancouver Canucks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Okay, okay, we back on a brand new episode of Locked on Canucks, uh, the show where we give you your Canucks every day. Yes, your Canucks every day. Uh, make sure to hit the subscribe button and the like button if you did enjoy today's episode. And if you didn't, it's okay. It's okay. We can take the heat. We're sports podcasters, okay? We talk the most ish uh, of anyone who talks ish. And, yes, and uh, we're, talking, we're talking smack against what? Elite athletes. People who are better than us at a lot of things, at most things. Uh, we can take the heat. Love us or hate us. You know the deal. Uh, we are all Canucks, a.k.a. we are all locked on Canucks. Uh, speaking of which, FanDuel. Yes, FanDuel is definitely locked on Canucks, the official betting partner of Locked On. Make every moment more with FanDuel. And uh, What am I seeing here? You, you bet $5.00. And you get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Just go to fanduel.com slash locked on and do your thing. I need a lesson in that. I do. They say what? Sports gambling. It's a dangerous game. Don't do it. 18 plus. 19 plus. 21 plus. What's the age? You know the deal? It's a dangerous thing. But hey, my, my friends, my friends are winning. They're going to they're gonna be buying some nice Christmas gifts for their people. And that's what it's about, right? Making sure your people are happy and at peace. Spreading love. Spreading love to them. I'm spreading love to the world. Let's, uh, let's, always, let's always look out for each other and uh, stay focused on finding world peace. More on that on that other show, uh, Trevor Bags, that other guy. Not with us right now, but in 20 minutes... I'll play the little bit he recorded all the way, all the way where? Where is Trevor Becks? He, he's, he's saying it's, he's at a lake house in Ottawa, but dude, this thing's probably, probably what? Six hours away from the, the Ottawa airport. It looks like he's in the middle of nowhere. His Wi-Fi sucks. His Wi-Fi sucks. It's horrible. And maybe as sports fans, as Canucks fans, it's all good. Just slap it on here in the beginning of the episode. We're not going to care, but it was a little too choppy for me. Uh, we're going we're gonna to leave it to the end, okay? You want to listen to Trevor Beggs, uh, we'll play it at the end. Uh, Beggsy is definitely turning into one of my favorite hockey podcasters, which I just realized after listening to what he just recorded. And uh, he just has it right now, man. That guy is that guy's elevated. And he's been talking about a guy for a very, very long time. And that's Brock Besser. Brock Besser. 
uh, Trevor Beggs is probably the biggest Brock Besser fan of all time. Really, really surprised that he didn't go with that option for his son. Brock Beggs, imagine that. A couple months ago, Trevor and his family welcomed a newborn. He had that opportunity to give his son the best name ever, Brock Beggs. But he went with something else. Something else. Cool name, but not Brock Beggs. Anyways, Brock Besser. Four goals. Game one. How the? What the? Are you serious? Are you serious? And we can break this down in so many ways. So many ways. But first and foremost, okay? I'm so happy that the first goal was a goal that looked like that. That was produced like that. A lot of skill. And an elite release. Let's be honest. Let's be real. That was that was throwback. I think it was Dmitry Filipovich. I think he made that little mixtape that I've been talking about regarding Brock Besser and his rookie highlights. Uh, whatever he did yesterday in the first period, again, that was vintage. That was cool. An elevated Brock Besser makes us a scarier team. For years, Brock Besser, yeah, he's a point producer, but he hasn't been a play driver, a playmaker, you know, with, with swag. And yesterday he produced a lot of swag. And even in the, uh, the post-game interview, don't get me wrong, a lot, of, a lot of humility, a humble dude, a quiet dude, a lot of, a lot of parts in the conversation where there wasn't a lot of swagger, just a lot of cliche. But there were bits that made me think, made me think that he may be feeling it. Confidence, man, a, a beautiful thing. A beautiful thing. Hey, getting luck to go your way. An even more beautiful thing. Because that is something that you cannot really control at all. And in game one of an important year, for a dude who deserves the best, right? And who happens to play over here, the best coast, the west coast of Canada and... uh it's tough to suck here, but only mainly because sucking sucks. Anyways, that guy, he deserves the best. He deserves to have fun. He, des- he deserves to, to feel himself at work where he spends the most time. He deserves to be fluid. I wonder if Brock Besser is, is a better player or is going to become that player that I didn't think he was going to be because it's been years and years and years and years and years. Call it pessimism. Call it not being a nice guy. Call it a lot of things, but I just, I just forgot about wanting to be convinced. Straight up, Brock Besser was a point-producing guy. A lot of those in the NHL. He does his thing. He's a he's a good complimentary piece. But again, I I stopped thinking about Besser as that guy, one of those guys on the ice. 
a legit X Factor, Game Breaker, Playmaker. Maybe he gets there. Uh, maybe the Canucks are a better team than than we think. But <laughs> let's be real and let's be honest again. The best way to continue to get there and to ultimately prove a lot of people wrong is to forget about last night. Like what? It's almost 4 o'clock right now, right? When we're recording this. You forget about that game. And you get to work. It's a long season. And you play the Oilers next. And that road trip. That road trip, man. It's not really that comparable to road trips in the past. Because this one, when you tie in the fact that the the season started with a home-and-home against Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl and the Oilers, this start is... It's crazy. It's, it's, it's like level 99 difficult. It's on level 99 for sure. The start matters. And it's still very much the start. And yesterday's got to be forgotten about. Well, when it comes to, again, feeling yourself, if there's a thing you don't want to forget about, it's the fact that Drysaddle will just swing in his stick around. No, it's the truth, man. It's the truth. And I know it's one step at a time. One step at a time. With the Canucks. They can't do it all in one offseason. Boom, bam. There's already been so many changes. Uh, you can't do it all. And one of the things they clearly haven't gotten close to doing is a getting the guys in the room slash developing the the mentality that that provides people on this team standing up for each other. On on every BS occasion, right? Because again. I feel as if Dreisaitl was just allowed to do that. Cross-check and Pedersen taking a two-hand rep. Was it Cole? You get what I'm saying? Those are just unnecessary plays that, you know, could lead to something, some sort of injury. You, you just can't do that. In a game that's not a playoff game, first of all, in a game that is over. So, what was the score? 6-1, 5-1, 7-1? And Dreisaitl was just being being reckless. Dude, you can't do that to the boys in blue and green and get away with it like you did. I'm not saying hurt the guy, but let him know that if you're going to do that, we're going to do that to you too. I don't like it. That's that West Coast bias. On the program, right? On the program, Locked on Canucks, uh, where we provide just that, and that's because of you and you and you and you, and you and you giving us the juice, giving the studio the juice, and we're really appreciative of all the new people, but more more notably, all the OGs, man. You know who you are. Uh, we invited you to the wedding in seven years, and uh, if you think I'm, if you think I'm lying about that, come back to this episode in seven years, okay? Y'all are coming to the wedding. Wait, did the Canucks make a, a slogan? With come in it? What? What? No, wait. Am I reading? I don't know. I just, okay. You know what? Let's get to segment two. I'm going to talk about some of Trevor's notes. And then remember, in segment three, you're going to hear from the man himself. Okay, Trevor Beggs, he did record something in that uh, remote island. He stuck with it. Did I say he's stuck with his family? Okay, you know what? 
Let's get to commercial, okay? You're, you're listening to Lockdown Canucks. I got to tell you, go snap into NFL action this season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers can get $200 in bonus bets, guaranteed. When you place just a $5 bet, baby, that's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. If you've been thinking about doing FanDuel, there's no better time to get on the action than now. The app, it's so damn easy to use. I can do it with my eyes closed, sleeping with the blindfold on. My eyes closed on the blindfold on, that's redundant. It doesn't matter. Go use FanDuel, okay? There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, overs, unders, and more. And I got to say, I talked about how I think the Canucks are a playoff team. You can make some money on that with FanDuel. They're still, you know, favored to miss the playoffs next season. Minus 130 for missing the playoffs, plus 102 for making the playoffs. So if you believe the Canucks are going to make the playoffs, or if you want to bet on some NFL, make sure you go do it with FanDuel. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Kick off the NFL and the NHL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. People, people, before we get back to the show, baby, I got to tell you that new episodes of Locked On Canucks will be available wherever you stream podcasts and on YouTube at 4.20 p.m. for no reason at all, okay? New episodes every day at 4.20 p.m. Again, wherever you stream podcasts and on YouTube. Let's get back to the show. Okay, okay, you're back on Locked on Canucks, uh, the show where we give you your Canucks every day. My name is Kyle Bowen. That's K-Y-L-E-B-H-A-W-A-N. And shout out to uh, shout out to the people at Locked On, for real. They doing it, man. There's a vision and uh, more importantly, a lot of cooperation. Cooperation, man, a, a key to peace. Gratefulness, a key to peace as well. And uh, man, just sending love to the world right now. I can't, I can't stop doing that and I won't stop doing that. And yeah, we got to find a way inside the studio to make sure that the, the eye is still on the prize and that prize is peace for real. Anyways, Locked On Canucks, a more peaceful conversation. And that's because we won game one, game one against the Oilers uh, of a of a very important season for the state of this franchise. So many things can go in so many different directions based on the results and the types of results and the overall final evaluation of this team. It's very, very fascinating, uh, this team that you are cheering for. It's, uh, it's a lot of things. It makes you emotional. And yesterday was just a fun time, a fun time for me. I'm very... Very appreciative that I get to do this and I can, you know, do whatever I want and watch hockey whenever I want. And yesterday I was in a, oh man, do I call this a meeting? I, I guess you got to call it a meeting even though it was with the homie, but we had to go over a lot of things. A lot of things changing uh, with the entertainment world on this side of the world. And uh, there I was listening and learning and connecting and networking and just talking about art and music and whatnot. And uh, on one note, I'm concentrating. On uh, on the other, I'm watching the Canuck game. And that wasn't happening six months ago. I'm back. When I say I'm addicted to the Vancouver Canucks and I'm back and I'm doing whatever it takes to make sure that I'm taking in as much of this as possible because 
Uh, this is what life's all about. For real, escapism. I love the Vancouver Canucks again. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make sure I'm in touch with that no matter what. Again, in meetings, in, uh, in dates, even on dates, man. If there's a Canuck game on, I'm making sure we're right beside the TV. I'm making sure that I'm allowed to be on my phone during that date so I can watch the game. Got to show up for the boys. Got to show up for the, the West Coast, the best coast of Canada. And Trevor, he showed up, right, no matter what. Again, I said stuck with his family. He's not stuck with his family, okay? He's in love with his family. He's doing his thing. But he's in another time zone. And there he is uh, laying the example out for the people who go to sleep and don't watch the Canucks. There's a lot of those people out there, right, giving people like Pedersen and Hughes such disrespect on these rankings. Tier 5, Tier 4, Tier 7, Tier 8. For those guys, no way. No way. Anyways, Trevor, right? Where was I? He was up very late last night till 1 a.m. watching the Canuck game all the way there in that little place in, in and around Ottawa. And he was, he was enthused. I could tell. I could tell. This guy who's been the darkest guy on the program, that's the truth. Again, Trevor Beggs, the darkest guy on the program. He he has a sense of optimism in his heart again. And I'm I'm gonna get emotional here. I'm just I'm just happy to have him back. A new Trevor Beggs debuts on Locked On Canucks in a couple of minutes. But before, yes, before we go there, uh, let's go through some of the notes he left me to talk about on Trevor's notes. Okay, okay, Trevor's Notes, presented by Kyle. And the first thing that we got to talk about is what? PDG. PDG. Bruh, this guy is the example that I need in my life. All right, for real. Never give up. Do your thing. And play for one of the, the more prominent teams in the NHL. Again, because he never quit. And debut this season against the best player or you know, some may say the best players in the NHL, and you outperform them. I know, McDavid and Drysaddle, they picked up a point on the power play. Look, PDG was that guy. PDG, didn't he just, didn't he, didn't he stop McDavid? I know we're giving a lot of credit to uh, Miller, but PDG, this guy brings a different element, okay? I'm gassing this guy up, but I have to. Again, he's one of us. I need a poster of him in this studio. I do. If you really think about it, PDG, the most inspiring Canuck. If you look at it that way. Shout out to him and yeah, he's gonna be a he's gonna be a fixture. As long as those two guys produce offense, Miller and Besser, and as long as PDG gets pucks, wins battles, engages, and again gives them the puck, he's gonna be on that line. He has something to prove and this is when I get a little cynical about it, but Begsy did say something that was really cool, and I don't know. I'm not a smart guy. If somebody wants to leave us a comment and call us call us dumb for saying this, do so. It's okay. But I heard this guy has what? This year and next? Are already locked up with the Canucks? For under a mil? Why not develop a guy like that to be a way better hockey player than expected? And lean on the confidence and the momentum. This team needs value, a lot of it, throughout their lineup. And PDG, 
He he looks to be providing it, not just for now, but are we talking about him in 14 months, 15 months? Maybe. And that's cool. You know what else is cool? Pedersen. Uh, Begsy is saying what? He's poised for a historic season. <laughs> Duh. Obviously, he's banking on himself. This baller is banking on himself. Uh, Pedersen don't play around. Uh, this was obviously going to happen. And uh, Okay, it's game one. Four points. A long way to go. But it was game one when everyone was watching. Unless people weren't doing their jobs, right? Hockey reporters out there going to sleep when half the league is still playing on the other side. Come on. And you guys have all the power? Come on. That ain't cool. Anyways, everyone was watching. And Patterson not only offensively doing things like a quarterback. Yes, a quarterback. Being Patrick Mahomes with it. He was also laying the body. Big time. Big time. And I feel as if more and more people are going to take notice of his physicality. But if you've really paid attention to most of his games throughout his career, there's always been a part of that. I wouldn't say in every game, but in every like four or five games, every three games, you see you see his intensity in other ways. Because he's always intense. But again, sometimes that physicality really comes out and he lays the body. He lays the body. He does his thing. He risks his body. He does whatever it takes to get the advantage in a hockey game. This guy is cerebral and so, so talented. Offensively, it's in one way, shape, or other. Is that how you say it? He's an outlier. There's no other player in the NHL like Elias Pettersson. Lastly, Begsy wants me to talk about Lafferty. I'm going to keep this short. I'm going to keep this short. Because it was only one game. This guy could have had a guru. Could have had a couple Red Bulls. He was going. He was going. It's only been one game, though. But his skating style, his burst, they kind of remind me of Horvat's approach to skating fast. And I know it's only been one game. And I think, again, I'm going to keep this short. He's a good skater, a really good skater. And that's, that's great, a powerful skater. The Canucks overall, not the, not the fastest team. This dude's intense, and again, he skates hard. I'm curious to see more from Lafferty. And I'm curious to see what Trevor Bags has to say on the other side. Uh, this is where I'm going to sign out. I uh, have no time to produce Comic Corner today. Uh, right now, again, we got, what, a couple minutes to get this episode up. And uh, instead of producing Comic Corner, uh, what I want to do is uh, go for a walk. Okay, I need to go for a walk. All this viewing, all this experiencing, you know, all this Canuck stuff, all this life. And in reality, I know in the, uh, the bottom of my heart that it's not going to be this sunny. For much longer here on the West Coast, the best coast of Canada, Vancouver. I got to go for a walk. I got to soak this in and be better for you guys. So, again, I'm going to sign out. Uh, appreciate everything that uh, y'all been doing, you know, subscribe and supporting the show. And, uh, again, the studio. This place really does appreciate it. And uh, we're excited to see uh, what we can produce for y'all this season. It's uh, not just an important season, but I really, really, I really, really hope that 
it's not important for the the bad reasons because that could happen. But uh, I just hope that we can have a lot of fun and that we can use, again, the Canucks. Use. Like addicts, yes, use the Canucks as a, a source of escapism uh, with some positivity. And, yeah, keep it light and fun and win some games. I'm proud of the effort. The effort was there last night. Didn't think that was going to happen based on what they were doing in the preseason. But I'll always say, prove me wrong. Let's just get some wins. Definitely don't care about being right. Oh, we are all Canucks, okay? We're in this together. Together for the better, right? Anywho, my name is Kyle Bowen, K-Y-L-E-B-H-A-W-A-N. Uh, that was, again, enough of me. We're going to get to a commercial and then get to Trevor Beggs on Locked On Canucks. I got to tell you, the NHL season, it's here, baby. And you know it because your Vancouver Canucks have already been kicking some ass. You know, I absolutely love the NHL. I watch more than just the Vancouver Canucks. And that's why, hey, I got to tell you about the Sleeper app, okay? The Sleeper app is the official daily fantasy app of the Locked On NHL Network. And it's my go-to for daily fantasy sports and especially daily fantasy hockey. With Sleeper, you can win 100 times your cash on daily fantasy. That's a deal, baby. I wish I put down a few bucks on Brock Besser to score last night. I would have predicted four goals again. The first Canuck to score four goals in nearly 20 years. But bets like what, who, which players are going to score goals, you can do that with the Sleeper app, okay? Just pick more or less for stats on stars like goals, assists, saves, plus, minus, and more. And you heard me before, Canucks fans. A hundred times payouts on Sleeper. So start paying attention and get your picks right. And you could win big. Use promo code LOCKEDONNHL and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's LOCKEDONNHL. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. And I'm missing my co-host today, okay? I wish I was here with Kyle Bowen, but I'm on vacation, okay? I might have slept four hours last night, staying up late, watching the game doing some writing for Daily Hive, waking up with my kids throughout the night and at 6 in the morning. But, uh, you know, you got to get the grind when the season's going. I got to work hard for Locked On Canucks and for what I do, writing and podcast with the Vancouver Canucks, because I want the Canucks to work hard too and win more games like they won last night. So Kyle's going to hop on later in the show. I'm recording this in the morning. Kyle's going to get to the studio and throw this all together, give you his take on the game as well. But let me touch on it first. The wildest things that happened in last night's game. And let's just start with the wildest thing that happened. Brock Besser. Okay, Brock Besser with four goals on a number of... There was a number of things this guy did last night that was historic, okay? He was the first Canuck to score four goals in the season opener in franchise history. Uh, the first Canuck to score a natural hat-trick in the season opener in franchise history. He was also the first Canuck to score four goals in a game in nearly 20 years, the last time a Canuck scored four goals in the game was Daniel Sedin, who did so on February 24th, 2004 against the Detroit Red Wings. We're talking pre-lockout, pre-iPhone. You know, I don't think I hit puberty yet at that point, okay? And here I am, you know, wrinkles, beard and all. It was a historic night, okay? And Brock Besser, he absolutely needed it. He needed it. He, this was a guy that you know struggled immensely last year and for the last couple of seasons. And you know, I've kind of said it, and I'm I'm prepared to have cake on my face with this take, but I've said throughout the offseason that I do not like the pairing of Besser and Miller. I think they showed time and time again last season that defensively they weren't very good and they weren't outscoring their problems either. 
Now, the chemistry was evident last night. I mean, especially when Miller sets up Besser for that first goal, the vintage Besser snipe. And from the ball just got rolling from there, right? I mean, no, Besser, you know, he batted one in. Miller had a part in that goal, too. The PD definitely helped him with that power play marker. But that second line looked great last night. I mean, they were, I don't even think it's arguably, they were the best line for the Canucks last night. PDG looking like a stud up there with Besser and Miller. But again, just what Besser accomplished last night, and not only was it historic for the Canucks, but, you know, it's something that he absolutely needed. And, you know, we, Kyle and I brought up X-Factors. We haven't done an episode on it, but we brought up X-Factors here and there. If Brock Besser can be the player that, you know, almost won the Calder as a rookie, if that guy can show up, I know he's not the longest tenure Canuck. It's been a little while. If that guy can show up, the Canucks are going to be a dangerous team. If you got Pedersen clicking, you got Miller clicking, and all of a sudden Besser's clicking as well. It might even mean like a guy like Kuzmenko doesn't need to be as dominant as he was last season. So I think that's undoubtedly the wildest thing in the game. You know, the final score was pretty wild, but I'm tying that into Brock Besser because he played a massive part in it. Uh, a couple other wild things from last night. I, I did touch on at the top of the Canucks. Not only were they playing shorthanded, but they went to that extent while playing shorthanded. I, I talked about the vibes not feeling great heading into the game. The Vancouver Canucks already have injuries on their blue line. They got Akita Hirose and Noah Juleson as their bottom pairing. Tyler Myers is back in the top floor. They can't even dress enough forwards to play the game. You're thinking, oh my God, here we go again. The Edmonton Oilers. You know, based on the athletics tiering, is Edmonton and Carolina are the top two teams in the league. Now, I think a lot of that's due to star power. You know, I looked at Hirose and Juleson last night, and I'm like, this is a pretty mediocre third pairing. But then I look at Edmonton and Philip Broberg and Vincent Deschardins. It's also a pretty mediocre third pairing. And the, the, the big difference is goaltending too, right? I mean, the Oilers can have one of the best teams in the league, which I still think they do have based on not just the star power, but some of that secondary scoring depth as well. But it doesn't mean anything if you don't get the goaltending. And the Oilers did not have it last night. Yet the puck was bouncing around a bit. The Canucks, they got a bit lucky, right? Like that 8-1 score is a bit deceiving, but I'm not taking anything away from the Canucks because that was a massive, massive opening night victory. And again, they did it with a shorthanded lineup. They had 17 skaters dressed compared to 18 for the Oilers. Uh, wild thing that the Canucks pulled off. And should I mention that one of those skaters, one of the 11 forwards, Sam Lafferty, has been with this team for the blink of an eye. And he was the first guy out of the penalty kill last night too, which was unbelievable. Two other wild things to touch on. And then I got to get out of here. Throw it back to Kyle for segments two and three. Shout out to Kyle Bowen. He is the mastermind getting the show to the airwaves. I'm just the I'm just the dude that talks hockey, okay? Kyle is the guy that holds Locked On Canucks together. It is your team every day. This is probably one of the only negative things that happened last night. But Thatcher Demko pukes in his mask in the third period. <laughs> Talk about a wild game. I can't remember a time. We all remember, of course, you know, Luongo's diarrhea incident back in 2007. But I can't remember a goalie puking in their mask during the game ever. And I've watched a lot of hockey in my day. Thatcher Demko leaves the game with about 11 minutes to go in the third period. And at the time, it was unknown why. It was pretty sudden. Didn't make a lot of sense. Connor McDavid after the game almost like took it personally uh, when in his post game interview talked about how, well, it was a weird situation. It's like, it didn't seem like an e-bug situation. Like he, he took it a bit personally, obviously, you know, McDavid and the Oilers down in the dumps. And so they should be good. They got their asses kicked. They should be down in the dumps. 
But Casey DeSmith steps in, stops five shots because Thatcher Demko pukes in his mask. And that's another thing, too. Not only the Canucks playing shorthanded, not only did they win by this margin, not only did their starting goaltender puke in his mask, but there's a freaking virus heading or going through this team right now. This is a sick team that's shorthanded that just beat the Edmonton Oilers 8-1. to one. What is happening right now? It's been three years of bad starts for these Canucks, this Canucks franchise. And all of a sudden, they're beating, on paper, one of the best teams in the league 8-1. to one. Absolutely wild. I talk about everything going right for the Canucks. Connor Garland. You know, Elliot Freeman, Elliot Freeman may hate the Canucks. He might want to drag this guy's name into the news. But Connor Garland started last night playing on the top line with Elise Pettersson and Andre Kuzmenko. And he scored. But the, the interesting thing was, he actually finished with the lowest ice time among any Canucks. He even scratched the 10-minute mark. And I know he left in the third period, and that played a part of it. But at the end of the day, we're talking about a guy who was playing on the top line. Skating for 9 minutes and 52 seconds? That's a crazy situation. Now, honestly, so much about last night was wild and crazy, but it was freaking awesome. And the Canucks are going to have a pretty stiff test against probably a pissed-off Oilers team on Saturday night. And I think they said all the right things after the game. They cannot be, you know, doing laps in the dressing room for this victory, you know? Enjoy it. Enjoy the moment. But there's 81 games to go until the playoffs start. And that's the thing, right? The Canucks, their goal is to play more than 81 games this season. If they don't play, if they, if they only play 82 games, this season is a disappointment. This team needs to make the playoffs. I think they can make the playoffs. I've been on the record saying that. But it ain't going to be easy. But you win more games like this against a team like the Edmonton Oilers. Not only that, but a team in the Pacific Division. Those are the games that really matter. And the Canucks are going to be in for a damn good season. And it's about damn time. Okay, okay, that is it. Another episode of Locked on Canucks. Gone just like that. Hit the subscribe button and the like button if you did enjoy today's episode. If you didn't, it's all good. See you later or never. It doesn't matter. We are all Canucks. If you listen to this on your favorite podcasting system, leave us a review or don't. Like I said, you don't, you don't, you know what? Live your life. Go Canucks, go. Go Canucks, go. That's all that matters here. Enjoy the rest of your day, your night, your afternoon. I don't know when you listen to this, but we'll see you tomorrow. Peace.